Welcome to What's Next, Cornet Global's podcast that puts members on the microphone with thought-provoking, profession-shaping conversations and commentary. Hi, this is Tim Venable of Cornet Global. Joining me today is Scott Weiskopf, Director of the Global Workplace Services Center of Innovation at Microsoft. He's here to talk with us about the new and innovative CRE technologies and tools that are enabling today's hybrid workplace. Thanks very much for being here, Scott. And if you would introduce yourself just a little bit further. Sure. Thank you, Tim. As Tim mentioned, my name is Scott Weiskopf. I lead the Center of Innovation team for Microsoft's Global Workplace Services, which some of you may know as our real estate and facilities and our global security operations here at Microsoft. We have roughly 38 to 40 million square feet in about 114 countries. And some of that is owned portfolio and some of it is leased. But my job is to look at the forward-looking technology research innovation to make sure we are set up physically and digitally for the future of work. And I have lots of peers who work with me across Microsoft on on that. Okay, fantastic. So Scott, here's my my first question. Hybrid, you might have expected me to bring that word up today. Hybrid seems to be where many companies are going with their workplace strategy today. So what's the Microsoft view on that? And how is that blend of remote working and in-office working impacting that portfolio and your workplace strategy? Sure. To start with, Microsoft's been very public with its kind of existing policies on flexibility in the workplace. So we've announced that we're trying to meet our employees where they are in terms of the way they want to work and put as much flexibility as possible in that. And and obviously we have some policies that we've implemented where people can discuss with their managers and their teams, their work arrangements. They have some choice in how much they're going to work remotely and on one of our campuses or buildings. We're trying to leave a lot of that up to the teams and, and, and managers and organizations to negotiate their norms based on the cultures of those teams. But we're trying to meet people where they are, basically. And then there are some choices that if you make uh, have implications on our campus. And that would be if you plan on attending more than 50% of the time in person on average, and you're in a, a role where you're traditionally assigned to buildings in our campus, then you would get an assigned work point. If you're gonna spend less that time, you still be assigned to a building or a location, but you won't have a fixed work point. So there are some implications to those team and individual decisions. But we are trying to think about the future of work, the future workforce and the future workplace. And I think the crisis that we are still all going through, but there, it has accelerated some of the things we were already thinking about and kind of forced us to, to address some of those issues uh, sooner, sooner than, than later. Okay, sounds great. Now, the hybrid workplace certainly will bring changes, require adjustments, and accelerate the need for new technology tools. So how is Microsoft experimenting with technologies to enable the hybrid workplace? That's one question. Which ones, Scott, do you think are having the greatest impact and why? And then sort of a a third question, how has research informed your strategies? I know you guys do a lot of research at Microsoft. Yeah, I can talk about inside GWS and a little bit about Microsoft as an organization. Obviously, you know, I'm a little bit better versed on on specifically what my team 
and the broader team is, but we are tied into quite a bit of cross Microsoft virtual teams where we're collaborating on things like research. I'll touch on that in just a second. But I have an innovation team and uh, we're constantly testing hypotheses and proof of concepts with forward-looking technologies to address employee and and building operations. We've been doing that, you know, even pre-pandemic, but it's a great way for us to be agile and address as these problems come up about health and wellness and like space utilization. And, And so we have a team dedicated towards trying first party and third party technology combinations and and testing those things out. So it's a a luxury for me. The product groups at the same time have their teams also constantly innovating, especially trying to address the needs of the, you know, the future of work. Uh, And there's quite a bit of efforts. And we've been very public about our research in in that area and our thoughts and and our product releases. We're looking at these first party and third party solutions. And some examples are we're heavily using Azure Digital Twins. So we're well underway on our efforts to convert all of our building geometry and assets into a well-organized digital twin of the buildings. We have a few of those in production and many more planned and onboarded. Sitting on top of that, we've built an integration platform that allows us to pull in uh, BMS information and sensor information and link it to that twin so we can see those things in a coherent building ontology, and we can visualize that ontology. Obviously, we use our IoT technology significantly to take in sensor data and to syndicate out that data to various different places. And then we're looking and leaning heavily on Microsoft Edge technology. So we're doing a lot of compute on the edge. So let's say something like people counting, right? There's no reason to bring all that raw data back to the cloud to avoid privacy and other issues. We're dropping it at the edge and only pulling back the derived data that we need. So we're heavily on edge technology and there's lots of sensor partners, BMS partners, buildings operations partners that are part of those solutions. The other thing is new meeting spaces and designs for support of hybrid work. So we take the physical and the digital and we work across Microsoft with our Microsoft digital employee experiences team, our AV teams, our design teams to change the physical and digital aspects of our meeting spaces to better uh, address hybrid. We have quite a few partners there, OEM partners. And of course the Teams team, Microsoft Teams plays a, a critical role in the delivery of those experiences. We've been joining data together to get new insights. So we have Viva Insights, which some people may know as previously as workplace analytics, people data, badge data joined together to inform hybrid workplace behavior compared to historical data. So we can see changes, seed changes that might've happened from the pandemic or continue to evolve. And then as you mentioned, Tim, we do a lot of futures research. So We had a youth study of what is the future workforce of 2030 uh, and beyond look like, which we had done, started that work pre-pandemic, and we're we're working on concepts that we call whole life design. So to your point, how do we address now that people are in a new paradigm where they kind of work remotely, decentralized and centralized, and they have health concerns and personal things they've been taking care of for the last two or three years? So how do we look at these decentralized futures and meeting people where they live and how they like to work? And so instead of saying, how do we get people back to the workplace or how do we do this? It's more about how do we have healthy, productive employees that love working for Microsoft? And that's the bigger question that we're doing. So all of those things kind of 
play into our hybrid strategy. I think it's just amazing how much technology is enabling real estate groups to do today and add new levels of service and insights. That's fantastic. So next question, Scott, would be how is Microsoft using tools and data to manage workplace decisions given the changing nature of getting back to the physical office? You've touched on that to some extent, but just any further thoughts you have there? Sure. Well, we, you know, part of the WS team, I have a peer who's driving the overall hybrid strategy, but uh, she also owns capital planning. And so you can imagine we're looking at the trends in near real time, right? So we are trying to understand where the puck is going so we could skate there, but nobody's quite sure where the puck is going. So right. we're relying mm-hmm. very heavily on data and analytics and trying to be agile and, and watch the changes in behavior so that we can try and stay out ahead of that. But some of the things that, to your point, that we're doing to manage workplace decisions would be things like scaling our services based on attendance. So, you know, we provide transportation services, dining services, many, many services on our campuses around the world. And so a lot of those, we don't want to be wasteful and we want to meet people with excellent service. So the question is, how do we scale them up and down quickly? And how do we read the indicators to know how much service or services we're going to need for those things? So we rely heavily on data and the knowledge and expertise of our services teams to to get out ahead or not to trail. On the same note, we're trying to look at building occupancy and utilization to optimize energy and resources. So everything from, you know, how much of our floors and space is being used, how do we optimize that? We shouldn't be using 90% of the energy that we were using pre-COVID to keep buildings open if they're only occupied 25, 30, or 40%. So we're using everything from plug load, like smart IoT plugs that turn things off when when nobody's, it appears nobody's using them and to, to uh, grid optimization to all kinds of data to use the least amount of resources but provide optimal services and then meeting productivity and space utilization. So we've got quite a bit of censoring going on to understand the digital demand that people have. So how many Teams meetings, how much email, how much chat is going on between Teams and where and when they plan on meeting versus the actual designs of rooms to to accommodate different types of meetings. So for instance, we're piloting and rolling out significant changes to the AV and space design for meeting rooms that are optimized for hybrid. So the conversation you and I are having now, if there are also three people physically co-located in a room, how do we have the most productive meeting for the people that are on our campuses and working remotely? Like, how do you optimize that that individual and team productivity? And then some people are returning, and there's plenty of survey data and, and evidence of this, to have certain kinds of meetings in person. So you want to make sure you still have spaces that are optimized for in-person meetings, like joint application development sessions or brainstorming sessions, where people have intentionally come in to socialize, build social capital. And so you don't want to over-pivot or under-pivot. We're trying to figure out through data and demand, what are the right mix of different meeting spaces that are optimized for all different kinds of meetings? So that's another kind of paradigm that we're looking at. Wow, you guys are using technology in so many different ways to support a better workplace. And that's really sort of what I would expect from Microsoft, but that's <laughs> fascinating, fascinating insights. I know you're, you're gleaning from all, all the work you're doing there. And as we wrap up, 
Scott, I'd be remiss if I didn't take the opportunity to ask you about something that's getting a lot of attention in the real estate world these days, something I know that you specialize in, the metaverse. So people are buying real estate in the metaverse. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fascinating. Can you give our listeners just a basic explanation of the metaverse and how it could or maybe how it is impacting corporate and commercial real estate? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of a loaded term, I think, because everybody's kind of gleaned onto it and given their own definitions, but clearly our company has asserted a kind of metaverse stack, if you want to think, in terms of how we're going to provide tools to not only build metaverse stuff, but help other companies build kind of from more of a platform perspective. But I've been mostly focused. uh, So my definition of metaverse is how do we, you know, create spaces that only exist in a virtual or augmented reality? And how does that benefit Microsoft employees, customers, partners, and in particular, how do we use those as a real estate organization, a CRE organization, right? How do we use that stack to better our experiences and become more efficient at operating and our buildings and providing great employee experiences? So we're looking at a bunch of CRE scenarios, particularly in things like value engineering. So because we're creating digital twins of all of our buildings, we can have uh, architects, designers, construction firms meet inside the design spaces that don't exist and do value engineering. Look for design faults or look for potential change requests where we might have physical conflicts and things that are costly, you know? So let's say, you, you, you know, you may get thousands of change requests in a construction project. And if we can eliminate those virtually by having those people use virtual reality, mixed and augmented reality, walk through physical, the representations of the physical spaces, they can do everything from pre-placed security cameras to, you know, make recommendations to change valves or move pipes or measure things in virtual reality. So it's an it's an amazing set of kind of meta technologies and augmented and mixed reality that we can use to literally design, walk through and experience our buildings before a shovel hits the ground. And so we're looking, I'm sorry, Tim. I was ahead. just going to say, that's amazing. That's fascinating. Yeah. And, and we do quite a bit of that right now and had been doing quite a bit of it. And now we're pivoting more and more. Facilities management and building operations can use like I said, the building geometry and have the assets in our digital twin all visualized. So if I'm a facilities manager and I get a fault detection from a sensor, I can actually visualize where is that sensor in the building? Where is it in the electromechanical and plumbing? What is it in proximity to people or HVAC or other things that could affect the sensors? And then we're using a command and control to be able to IoT command and control to be able to restart or update firmware or do things in a virtualized way because we have an exact digital twin of the of those buildings. We're incorporating mixed and augmented reality into meetings for productivity and inclusion. So Tim, if you're sitting in your home office and I'm in a conference room on a Teams meeting, what if I gave you a head-mounted display and uh, we could all walk through the, something together and it doesn't matter where you are, and where I am, we, we've created, a, a, for all intents and purposes, a video game version of the space. Exactly. And we can, mm-hmm. we can meet in there for social opportunities, networking, you know, building social networks, or we can meet in there, like I said, to do walkthroughs and design and sign-offs and quality inspections and so forth. 
And then we are investing in the next series of meeting rooms where we call them immersive spaces. And some people may know them as BIM caves. So building information model computer-aided environments. They, some of them look like little IMAX theaters. Some of them are conference rooms we've converted to envelop and wrap people in the reality. So there you may not even need a head-mounted display, but you can navigate with a video game controller, do campus tours. Like we, we have a model for our East Campus. You can walk the entire campus, even though it's yet to be completed. And we can bring those in a room where it just wraps you around in a completely immersive way. So we're mixing augmented, mixed, and virtual reality technologies from metaverse with our physical spaces, redesigning those to give highly immersive experience. Fantastic. That all sounds amazing. And um, doubtless that's going to bring a lot of value, not only to the, to the real estate team, but to the employees and people who work in the building. So that's, uh, that's amazing what, what, what you're doing there. And all, all, you know, some of these are actually, you know, productionalized, if that's a word, uh, put in production. And, you know, we've got, you know, active uh, production pilots and some of them are experiments. What we're trying to do is iterate as quickly as we possible, learn from the data surveys, you know, actual telemetry we're getting off our tools about meetings and building entry and, and, and sensors and trying to be as agile as possible and run these experiments and kind of you know, in an attrition model, not every idea we're going to have is going to work, but how do we quickly yeah. test the hypotheses and the ones that stick, you know, we, we continue to invest. In. Excellent. Well, I look forward to talking with you again, a little farther down the road to see uh, how these things are actually panning out and how things are developing and uh, which ones did stick. But I just think it's fascinating what you're doing and uh, you're playing a crucial role there. So uh, great to hear what you're doing, Scott. And uh, it's been great talking with you today. And I want to thank you again for sharing all these helpful insights with Cornet Global. Oh, it's our pleasure. And to our, our partners in Cornet, we have a lot of partners there. We're all in it together. So like I said, there's a lot of OEMs and partners and first party and third party. And it's great to see the prop tech community responding you know, to, to the challenges we all have and, and doing it together. So I look forward to talking to you, Tim, and, and, and our partners at Cornet. Thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. This concludes this episode of What's Next. Want to record a podcast of your own? Have an idea or point of view you'd like to share? Visit cornetglobal.org to learn more.